Welcome to the Free to Be Show. Today, I'm going to introduce a guest to you who um, actually is quite aligned in his methodology and mindset. So uh, it'll be a great conversation. Today, we're talking about divine flow and uh, in correlation to the four minds. So um, we'll be right back after this. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. I'm your host, Cordelia Gaffar, the Replenish Me strategist. Are you aligned in your four minds? Yes, there are four. And these are the requirements. For your brain, you must sleep. And for your heart, you must stop complaining. And for your stomach, be more selective with your food. And for your yoni, you must move. So, we're in conversations about being aligned. Brain, heart, stomach, and yoni. So that you can be replenished. Are you free? Receive, replenish me. Hello, and welcome to the Free to Be Show. Today's topic is divine flow. So... My guest is, um, his name is James Michael Powell, and he is the host of the Spirituality Podcast. Now, um, my episode on that show is coming up in, in a few weeks, but if you've seen my post about this, um, he actually has been working with me um, through my Replenish Me process for the past couple of months. And um, for those of you who are aware, I did a complimentary event um, back in December called the 12 Days of Replenish Me. And he was the only male participant. So that was new for me. And that was also new for him. And it was really interesting because one of the things that he struggled with at that time was um, the process of emotions and also the, the requirement of sleep. And so we will talk about those things today amongst other things. Um, but before I bring him in, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about what I mean when I say divine flow. I always love to start with definitions, right? So it's pretty clear what divine is. Divine obviously has a background in both spirituality and is used in religion. And just to be clear, you know, religion is what humans use to connect with the divine. And I offer that there's flow, right? So flow is usually what we hear uh, explained as the yin energy or the feminine energy in the world. This is the, um, the softer, more compassionate, more welcoming, more creative side of humanness, of, of being a human, right? And the, uh, the divine flows very nicely with that. So, I mean, think about it. Women are literally the portal between worlds, right? Because 
we are the bearers of children and, and bring life. And we also support life once it gets here, right? Because we're given even the food that they require and to the detriment of our own bodies, our, our bodies will do all that it requires to feed that child. So um, divine flow in the context of our conversation today though, doesn't necessarily mean that we're only going to be talking about the feminine. Um, we have to acknowledge that we live in a yang world. You know, let's be clear. There are rules and structures and mechanics, if you will, that are making the world be as wired up as it is. And it's because of the yang energy that we even have uh, this stream yard that I'm using to, to talk to you today, um, which is going straight through to my YouTube channel and allows me to automatically record this so that I can also put it up on the audio channels where my podcast is broadcast. So um, there has to be an alignment between the two, right? There has to be an alignment between the feminine and the masculine. And so that alignment comes when you have your four minds aligned. And so you see me talking about that now, right? So the four minds are in a different order, as you can see um, by the subtitle of this episode, which is, look, I should know it off the top of my head, but because the, the order's rearranged for me, I have to keep looking. So, which is basically, from my perspective, taking the two divine um, parts of ourselves um, and putting those first, and then taking the two human parts of ourselves and putting those last. And that's pretty much uh, what I've already introduced in my book, Detached Love, because in Detached Love, right, it's transforming your heart so that you can transform your mind. And so in the four minds, the heart and the sacred space or your yoni and lingam are, this, are the spiritual side of our humanness, right? And I guess those are also in another language considered the yin part of us. The brain, right, and the gut are the yang side of us because this is where we're, we're more um, focused on regulating, you know, uh, giving structure to things and giving form to things. And during this conversation today that I'm going to have with, um, with James, once I bring him in, you'll see that we've got it flipped upside down, literally. Even though, you know, we have our heart and our sacred space lower in the body, those are also the places that ground us and I, I dare say give us form, give us... Uh, who we are being. And so, you know, a lot of times we don't, we don't think of the uh, wounds that we're holding in our heart and in our sacred space as 
affecting us or how we show up and what we do. You know, there are plenty of people out there in the world that have had traumas. You know, they may be refugees or they may have um, some other kind of uh, lesser trauma, right? They, they may have been um, in abusive, may have had abusive childhoods or something like this, right? If you want to call that a lesser trauma, right? And then there are people who are walking around that have, um, what do we call it? Consistent trauma, right? So I don't know if those of you who don't live in the United States may not be aware, but the Americans, like, uh, I think it was a uh, psychological association in like the fall of 2019, actually, yeah, before the pandemic, they established that Black people in America, because they are living in a, a system of institutional racism, they're actually uh, having, they're experiencing trauma on a regular basis. And, you know, I've spoken about this on several stages, but to an even greater extent, Black women are really uh, the, they, they really receive the brunt of all that. So going back to what I'm talking about with uh, the sacred space, right? For example, something so simple like going to the hospital to have a baby is, I don't know what the actual statistic is, but it's much more traumatic than other groups, right? So a black woman that goes to the hospital to have a C-section or just to have a baby period has a higher chance of dying than a white woman an Asian woman or a Latino woman. And this is something so basic. And it's, it's something where, you know, this is a time when you really require deep care. And at the same time, it's something new. Like the, if it's your first time having a baby, it's a, it's a very, you know, I was afraid to have my first child in the hospital. I was so afraid that I was like, please let me not have to open my legs in front of a bunch of strangers. And you know what? God granted me that, that prayer. They sent me home because, right, we've been taught, you don't know your body. Oh, you're, you know, you've never had a child before. You're only two centimeters. Go home. You're not having that baby today. And 14 hours later at my sister's house, my sister delivered my baby. I was so very grateful for that very grateful that I knew better than they knew. And what's kept me from going into labor and actually what closed me up, because I'm pretty sure I was more than two centimeters when I got to the hospital, what closed me up, and this happens to every woman, was fear, right? I was unsafe. I felt unsafe. I felt uncared for. I felt unloved. And a baby cannot easily be delivered in a situation like that. So even if you're perfectly healthy, which I was, you know, sometimes if you don't uh, go into labor fast enough, right, they will uh, force you to have the baby. So that was with my second child. Um, what happened was because I had a precipitous birth with my first child, which simply means my body 
knew what to do and I had my baby at home, which is a liability for your gynecologist, um, my second gynecologist scheduled a um, Pitocin drip uh, delivery for me with my, my second birth. And you got to hear this part. With the Pitocin drip, it took me twice as long as it took me, um, you know, th than she expected, right? So instead of it being a three-hour delivery, it took six hours. She was so livid. You hear this. My, my OB was a woman. She told the anesthesiologist that, you know, is it too late? to give her an epidural to make so that we can just take the baby out. <laughs> and so uh, my body must have heard that. And my and I was suddenly, you know, crowning and nobody was there to catch my son. And so um, I'm sharing these stories just to let you know how traumatic it is, right? So the other side of that is I had postpartum depression. Um, after my second delivery. And I just, um, I really was disconnected from my body. I was disconnected from my flow. And um, so these are the kind of things that are held in our sacred spaces. And so I'm going to bring James in here uh, briefly, just in a minute. And um, we're going to talk more about divine flow. And um, what, you know, what that looks like. So when you have traumas like that, right, a lot of women choose not to have kids anymore. But me, I had four more. And um, they were all at home after that. So well, no, that's not true. I had one more at the hospital. And that was a, an actually pleasant experience. And that is one of the things that I required to heal that trauma, that birthing trauma. Hey, Bobby. Good morning. Hello, the wordsmith. Thank you for joining. And hello, Bobby. Nice to see you here. You're a faithful watcher and listener of the Free to Be show. So, so for my healing, I began by, you know, I'm, I went back and I had my third child in the hospital and um, it, it worked out perfectly fine that time. So I'm going to bring James in. He will take us up to, welcome James, how are you? Good, thanks. Can you hear me? I can hear you well. Where are you? Okay. I'm in one of the parks here in Wales, one okay. of the, there's many beautiful parks around and lots of old trees. We have this river that goes mm -hmm. all the way from the top of the mountain in the valley. Uh -huh and it meanders all the way down into the ocean and okay. so there's many of these all around the place and it's very beautiful you know we can easily like see how this tree is yeah, rooted into the side <laughs> so beautiful it is so beautiful thank you so it looks like you strategically chose a spot so that we can experience divine flow <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Um, it's not difficult to find a spot like this in Wales because this is Wales. This is what it's like. <laughs> so I didn't have to walk far. I was just with my kids. And uh, so I came out as soon as I could after that. 
and um, okay. yeah, within five minutes walk. So perfect. So you know, I started it's, the conversation. Uh, I, Wales I don't is incredibly know how beautiful. Oh, okay. I I don't know how much you heard. Yeah. I was Sorry. actually <laughs> talking about um, childbirth, as you know, um, and how mm. I healed my sacred. Uh, wound with my postpartum depression. Um, but I wanted to, to begin the conversation today talking about um, divine flow in relation to the four, uh, the four minds, because I had already introduced uh, the four minds saying that the heart and the sacred space are the spiritual side of the human and the gut and the brain are yeah. the... Um, more human side of the human. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would say the well, it's the physical side and the spiritual side, and which both of which are you know part of what makes us human. I think the well, yeah, biological, spiritual, but they they represent each other. You know, they they're the same system, just in a different dimension. So, you know, that's why people say you have such a big heart, but it's. Uh, doesn't mean your physical heart is bigger than everyone else. It means spiritually you're, you're f full of love. And that's uh, kind of people interpret it like abstract, like it doesn't have real form or anything, but the spiritual body is the same as the physical body. You know, the spirit world is not random. So it uh, actually follows the same kind of structure that we experience in the physical world. Um, and that goes for our brain, our spiritual brain. That's where this idea of clear sentience comes from, knowledge, or clear audience, spiritual hearing, um, clairvoyance, spiritual sight. So it's the same sense, the same five senses that we have. And so we have the, the sacred, the heart, the brain, and the gut as well, for the physical self and the spiritual self. And it's really about bringing those into harmony, where we achieve that flow, and we can synchronize them together very similar how we have two devices like two phones and we want to transmit information like photos between them or wirelessly charge our phone they the wireless charger and the phone they emit a electromagnetic frequency on the same frequency and when they interact and they achieve coupling they become one and then they function as one couple, right? It's the same system as how a man and a woman become a couple, right? No longer two, but one. Uh, it's through the harmonization of those two sets of frequencies that each person is emitting. And we all do. Our, our bodies and cells and everything emit electromagnetic radiation, right? Light, essentially, from our body. It's called biophotons, biologically emitted photons. And um, that's the fundamental process by how we connect with one another you know and, and we start that process through having conversation engaging building rapport to find out what we're in and then when we find that common point that's when the magic happens because we already had that we found that common point and then you just speak freely and you it just takes to another level that's really where the beauty happens <laughs> okay i i like the way you brought in because before you came in I was talking about the yin and the yang right so you actually took it to a deeper understanding where <clears throat> not only do we have that within 
but we also magnetize that outside of ourselves with other humans. Is that what you're saying? When, when we um, relate to one another, we are, we are basically emitting these, uh, this frequency and that's how we create <clears throat> divine flow within with the, each other. Is that what you're saying? I'm not sure if your connection is still with us. It looks like he's frozen for now. So when he rejoins us, um, we'll pick up the conversation there. But for now, I'm going to go to a real quick commercial break. And I will be right back after this. We are live. We are punished. It's 2023. Hi, I'm Cordelia, the Replenish Me Strategist. Did you know when you free your hips, your mind will follow? Yeah, you'll be free and transcend. You don't have to do it alone. Don't believe what you see with your eyes. You can manifest exactly what you desire in your heart. Join me, the Replenish Me Strategist. Be aligned and transcend. So James has lost his connection, but he'll be back with us <clears throat> shortly. I think he's just finding a place with a, a better stable connection. So I really liked um, what he brought in there about the frequency and the divine flow between humans. So thank you. You're back. <laughs> Did you find a place? Am I back on connection? now? Cool. <clears throat> yep. I see you. I see you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. So the yin so, and yang and the, the reason why that has become so successful uh, is, is because that it, it is actually part of what, of how everything is made as part of the system and the, the, but it recognizes the second level of how everything is made. Uh, that's why it, even though it talks about yin and yang, which is manifest on different levels, like positive, negative electrical charges, for example, and energy uh, or valences in atoms, and then male and female plants and animals and masculinity and femininity in human beings, is the different ways in which yang and yin uh, manifest. It doesn't recognize the more fundamental set which is internal, external. So that, that means mind and body. And that's why it doesn't recognize the original source as a being with personality, although it recognizes So the original source being the divine. Yeah, there. It looks like he's frozen again, <laughs> but uh, the original source, being the divine, is not usually uh, assigned gender, and that's because it includes both. 
Am I okay? Cool. I'm still on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, you're back. <laughs> sorry about my connection, by the way. Um, okay. Um, so the yeah the the divine, it, you know, the divine comes from source, right? That's what we're uh, suggesting here, and you know, it's important to understand the structure of the source of the divine, and so fundamentally, there's internal, external, and that's a primary set of characteristics. And that's what gives us our, our intrinsic human value, the first as human beings, right? People with minor body. And then second to that, we are, we, the yin and yang is expressed in us as masculinity or femininity, right? So, but there's an imbalance there, right? There's an imbalance because women are predominantly of the feminine, they're relating masculinity, and men are predominantly masculine, we have relating femininity, but they're not 50-50. So we can never achieve equal value based on sex or gender only that because that's the second set of variables but only on the more fundamental set which is internal external and that means that we are living beings with the mind and the body that's where our true value comes from and and so to be in in divine flow you know we, we can achieve that through mind body unity which is like i was talking about with the the two devices like wireless charging or two phones where we transmit uh, data files, photos, images, and so on. That's where our mind and body, we enable them to resonate in harmony together through establishing a common frequency. And that can be achieved through action, through sports, you know, teams, you know, you harmonize when you, yourself when you're doing an activity, for example, something that you enjoy, that you love, that you're passionate about. And especially when you're in service to others, you're not thinking about, yourself right especially as common among parents where you're rushing around all day and you don't even feel hungry you don't think about yourself because harmony is smooth right and it's there's no sensation when you're in harmony right like when when the wheel of a bike is true they call it when it's when it's set true you don't feel the bike you feel the road through the bike right so right. when we're rushing around especially for a selfless purpose and we don't feel ourselves breathing. We don't feel our, our stomach hungry or anything. That's this just not a thing. And so divine for me is, it means the same as selfless, essentially. It's, uh, I love that. I love that distinction because when you say that divine is being selfless essentially when we when we're aligned we can attain the same selflessness that the divine does and and that allows us to be in flow um and i'm gonna take that a bit further you know a lot of times you're talking about parents rushing around for their children but you know many people uh do these uh they volunteer in their communities or they, um, they, <clears throat> they volunteer for their religious organizations. And so this is another way that uh, we get into our divine flow. I would even say when we, um, when we find a purpose, when we find our true purpose, right, we can really get it resonate in our in our own um in our own purpose in our own knowing and flow into that so um 
one of the things that I, I, I think that is important to mention here is the how, how do we get to a place of alignment? How do we uh, allow ourselves to, to channel that flow, right? So in the beginning, I was talking about um, the, the alignment with the four minds. And so I'm going to bring James back in and see his, have him weigh in on this. So, so I'm going to take that to the next step. You were talking about being selfless, right? And like to truly be selfless, like when you ride the bike, right? And you're feeling the road through the bike. You, that, that means that within you, you're aligned, so how do we get to a place of alignment? I know that you have um, a similar system to, to mine. Um, mine is the four minds and yours is the uh, flow of intuition. So um, I'm just wondering, how does one get into that flow? So there are, there are two ways to achieve the flow. Uh, and there are many ways of the ways, right? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. fundamentally, you either <laughs> you either do an action, or you go inward, and you do the you do either internal or external work, right? So, for example, a sports team, which has less experience, maybe less ability, they can and have many times, as recorded on TV and and you know broadcast events they a team of lesser skill and ability and experience can win over a more experienced team if they have team cohesion okay which means unity or harmony because then they think within what is termed the hive mind right they think as one and then they're more intuitively responding to each other to what they are um, not even that they're projecting their thoughts to each other, but they've achieved the state of oneness where they are no longer communicating between different people, but they're communicating from one part of the same entity to another part of the same entity, right? Like when the two phones connect through near-field communication. So I like that you are bringing in like more yang examples of uh, like a team that works together in the hive mind because uh, a lot of people wouldn't be able to connect divine flow to anything practical or you know uh, that you can use every in your everyday life so I love that you're connecting the dots here for us so um, the once the team, this is a, this is really a great example. Like once the team has synergized, I think is a word that I would use. Uh, they are working as one, as one unit, as one team. And likewise, the, that, that means that each individual is in complete alignment with the purpose, right? Which in the example that James gave, 
is to win a game, right? And in, on an individual level in your personal life, you can also think about it every day. You have a goal and a purpose. And um, when you're out of alignment, I'm sure you see the difference of how you show up and how you're being versus when you are in alignment. And so um, I guess going back to the example that James gave about when you're on a team, it's that, it's that, that synergy that they have that allows them to move as one body and in divine flow, if you will, and win the game, even though their opposing team has much more skill or experience or whatever. Is that accurate? Yeah, and also, and also as one mind, right? Mm -hmm. Because when we're harmonizing the four minds, we're essentially forming one mind with four aspects. And mm -hmm. the same when you harmonize as a team or as a couple, then it's one mind. And they're no longer separate entities, but they become one. And so the, the other way to achieve that is through the internal work. So the, one of the drawbacks, maybe, of achieving the state of oneness through an external activity is that you need to continue to engage with the activity in order for that that state of what's that that would continue to exist right to be maintained right but if you can do the internal work and by the way those are good experiences to have in order to to understand what that state feels like what it's like to be in that state but the way to achieve it permanently is by doing the internal work and that's right. through for example specific types of meditation um, prayer um, kind of self activities of self-discipline and self-focus like for example I used to uh, when I was at my peak of doing this um, it takes a lot less time for me to maintain um, or to achieve the same experiences that I used to have it took me several hours Good morning, Wanda. So when we do the internal work, um, that allows us to permanently stay in that divine flow and uh, have that four mind alignment. And so what James was saying was having um, root, not routines, but practices that create self-discipline and focus are the way to really uh, stabilize and align yourself within. And so he was starting to give examples and we've, um, we've lost him again, but I love, you know, this is divine flow. I, I, I just love the way he comes in and just when I want to um, add or, you know, just, uh, harmonize some of the things that he's saying then he goes out and so i get a chance to say more um so it's it's where i'm actually having the experience of divine flow in this conversation today 
And um, this is this is what it looks like, right? Because sometimes in our experience with other people, they're there, right? And you you require their presence, and then they're gone. But when you have that alignment and that synergy, you know, it's almost as if they never left. So uh, you were sharing with us about the, the practices of that will give us self-discipline and focus. Yeah. Yeah. I also apologize for cutting out. I have full bar signal, so it shouldn't be happening. Um, so yeah, I apologize. Um, That's okay. You know, I was gonna. So, I was just telling them that it's it's actually perfect because we're actually able to demonstrate what it looks like when <laughs> when you have alignment. You know, <laughs> because you leave just when I'm going to speak, and so I get to say what I want to say, and then you come back, and it's like perfect timing. So. This is great. I was thinking the same thing, yeah, because I'm catching you at the end of the sentence, and uh, and so I'm understanding what what you just said, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> Otherwise, I would probably speak a lot. So, um, so it's good that you know <laughs> that we can change it up. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I used to meditate a lot, right? I, yeah. I, I used to, you know, look at this gorgeous place, right? It's beautiful. Oh, yes. Uh, this is just. It's like normal, and um, normal experience for Wales. Um, so, yeah, I left home when I was 14, right? Because already I ha was having spiritual experiences uh, since my single-digit years, and my intuition has proven accurate and reliable in clinical settings when I was 10 years old. My right? three-child psychologists proved it beyond any shadow of a doubt, and um, so that's another story. I've spoken about it on podcast before. Um, very incredible experience, but officially um, proven. So. That gave me an insight into what I could achieve. And I knew that my parents couldn't raise me anymore. Otherwise, they wouldn't be taking me to child psychologists to try to understand me. So I remained silent for, uh, for years, until, for about four years until I left home. I freaked my parents out more because they had a silent child. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever, because I, I knew I had to protect my future. So then I left and I was doing a lot of research and study because we need to be educated. Right, we need to really understand. Talking about divine flow and all of these things, it doesn't happen through ignorance or a lack of knowledge or lack of understanding. Because part of one of the four minds is brain and intellect. Right, we need to be properly informed so we can make decisions successfully and we can understand what we're doing. Because if you can understand the process, like I do, and you you understand the components and how it works and in which order and how it affects others, how others affect you, and how you can affect your environment and what happens, what you, the, the experiences that you have, the resources, relationships, opportunities you can bring you uh, into your experience uh, based on your values and your thoughts and emotions and actions, then you don't need to have faith or belief, right? The more understanding you can have, then it is more about implementation, right? And, and actioning what you understand rather than having to have blind faith or belief out of ignorance, and it takes a lot of energy to believe in something. So, so I'm all about optimizing you, that energy and putting as much of that into implement, implementation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what I'm hearing there is also when you do it from uh, a place of knowing, 
you you can really uh, co-create with the divine, right? Because a lot of times people say that they have blind faith and they're praying, right? But their prayers don't ever happen, right? They don't manifest yeah. because there's no knowing there. So when you have the belief and the knowing, then you can have that divine flow. Is, is that accurate? Yeah, there are some things that, where faith is required. And a lot of the times, faith in yourself. Because you don't know if you can do something, but you have a push, that internal urge to go in that direction. Um, and everything is um, telling, not necessarily telling, but we, we can, it's a topic that we go into in, uh, that I go into in workshops and, and training. And that, you know, that we also expand on together is how to recognize these divine signals because it's not just about being in a divine flow by yourself. It, you're actually receiving signals from the divine. And it's about understanding that there's four components to it by which you can recognize by what's happening around you and inside you what, what is telling you to do what. So you know exactly with specific information what the divine is asking you to do. And there are signals that come from other sources, but you can also filter them out and put them in the trash, essentially. You can delete those files. So there's ways to recognize, you know, the system of how it works that, so that when you implement your faith in yourself, you're doing it on the foundation of knowledge, but then also like knowledge of, of what is being asked of you, knowledge of your potential, you know, knowledge of, of your own desires and your, your dreams for the future, what you want to achieve and give to the world. Um, but then there's, all, there's always a stretch. You know, we need to have faith. It's like taking that next step and just going to that next step. Like I often get a vision of the next step of where I need to be. Sometimes I can't see beyond that, but once I get there, then it opens up. And, and but getting there... It's all, each time is the most difficult thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No matter it's what level you're at. To and that requires faith. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's it's the journey to to the perceived destination. And that's the trick, right? Because there's no destination. We keep living. <laughs> and um, you know, I, I also want to share something with you that I read this morning. A friend of mine posted about dreams. You know, we're always thinking that mm. we have to, um, you know, can I make my dreams come true? But what if we question first whether or not our dreams are worthy of coming true, right? And, and that is what I'm mm. hearing and what, what you're saying, because it's like when you have that process of um, reciprocity, within right and and in co-creating with others mm. through the divine that's where you can figure out what files need to be deleted or which ones are worthy to come into fruition mm. would you agree yeah yeah and this often goes into the inner conflict that people often have between their desires and what they know is right or wrong so it's a very interesting conversation. 
you know, we have a lot of desires for a lot of different things, uh, many of which are good, beneficial. They will lead to a beneficial outcome, and others, they have uh, a potentially detrimental outcome. And especially when they involve um, other people uh, that you care about and love. And so not all desires are good. Not all dreams are good. Um, so it really depends, again, based on, um, based on your, how informed you are, your level of education. doesn't mean school education, but also education in history and so on, which demonstrates over long periods of time with large sample groups and you know, many people, millions of people over a long period of time, like what works and what doesn't work. And then also from your own life experience. And so it's very easy to satisfy a desire most of the time. But then to fulfill a dream requires a lot of hard work and perseverance, um, setbacks, you know, failure, and questioning if, if you're on the right path or not. And often it's a path of suffering because other people see you struggling for a long period of time trying to accomplish a goal that they just see you keep failing at. <laughs> and they're like, they think they're helping you by, trying, by telling you you should give up. And, you know, why are you still doing this? Like, you haven't done it yet. You've been working on it for so long. It's not going to work, right? But they don't understand. They don't have the same dreams. Many people are happy just to have a family, nine-to-five job, and that's it. And that's okay. That's totally fine. But some people don't have that dream. And some people have a dream that, you know, they people are supporting them. Oh, do you feel this? Yeah. I'm glad you decided to join us today. Um, yeah, sometimes people just don't get it. And they feel like they're supporting us, you know, when they tell us to give up. And then on the other end, you know, there may be people that feel like they're supporting you when they're, they see where you are and they're, they're, they want to yank you, <laughs> you know, to some place that may not be the path or the journey for you, you know, and um, either way, it's the, it's the alignment within, right, that gives us the discernment to know um, whether it is that we should continue, um, whether we should take their advice or we kick it to the curb, you know, so There you are. <laughs> um, that that's really good. So we got some comments. You know, um, what what's your name? I I, I think I we met. Um, she also has a podcast called the Nude Nude Pod, and um, so I invited her to watch today. So she's mm. she's been enjoying you know the conversation, and and she was just saying she really feels what you were saying, the point you were making. So, yeah. yeah. Well, James, this yeah, has it's, been- It's all about fulfilling our unique human potential, right? Yeah, it is. It really is. Tyler, okay. Oh, it, of course, there we have it. Ty, the wordsmith, okay. Yeah. So grateful to have you here, Ty. Thank you so much. So, you know, James, yeah, um, 
I, I love how you've been coming in and out and showing us beautiful whale whales. Um, I guess you're in uh, somewhere near Cardiff, but I'm wondering, is there anything that you want to share to to close out our conversation? Yeah, so in May, we are having this fantastic event. And uh, so oh, there's a comment there, Wanda. Yeah, Can Wanda read was comment? saying, I haven't read the comment. Sometimes people don't always support you and sometimes they will try to convince you not, right? So you have to believe in yourself and move forward alone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I've lost a lot of who I thought were close friends but none of them encouraged me what I was doing. Yeah. And they just said, don't bother, you're not gonna work for you. And I'm like, you know, this was after going abroad for a few years, improving myself, coming back and sharing my goals and dreams with them. And then they're saying, no, don't do it, it's not gonna work. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> that really hurt me. And it took me a good two to three years to really get over it with a couple of them in particular, because I was really close with them. and. Like even now, I'm still a little bit like, <laughs> don't want to talk about it. But there's, uh, there's now well, you it's don't more have sad to. than we anything. Have a, it's more sad than pain. We, yeah, we have a question. How do you know the difference between knowing when to keep going versus listen to others and give up? Mm. Okay, so one word answer: intuition but more detailed on that. And that's what we're going to in our workshop as well with the four mind alignment and the flow of intuition. Like, you know, that, this workshop is coming up in May that uh, Cordelia and I are collaborating on, co-creating together. It's going to be here in Wales. It's going to be fantastic. And yes. uh, really excited to do that. And we're going to really give you all this, the strategies that you need for that. They're bringing out the best of the feminine from Cordelia and the best for the masculine from, from me <laughs> here in Wales. And... <laughs> It's a really fantastic system that we've created. So I'm really happy to be co-creating this together. And with intuition, intuition is not about guesswork. Intuition is about making informed decisions successfully. And it's not about taking random shots in for a hit based on random feelings or vague feelings and, and general hunches. But you need to be able to acquire specific and detailed actionable intelligence using your inf intuition so you can then fully understand what it is you're actually aiming for with your intellect so you receive the guidance with your intuition specific guidance understand it with your intellect process it and refine it so you understand it better you can articulate it clearly and then you implement it with your instinct in your gut which is where your will is so you get the gut response to take action to do something or not and this is what supermarkets and shops hack is that gut response it's, yeah. a, it's an emotion center like we know food is your mood right so emotion is is affected by your gut and they they change the lightings they use different colors because of color psychology and and they try to make you impulse buy right oh that's a gut response it's like should i do it or shall i not right so yeah. when people act based on the and um, we're just reading the comment under god will speak to you um, that's correct. 
But is there are also conditions to recognizing when God is speaking to you, and when it's your own thoughts or from another source. Because we can pick up thoughts from other people. You know, this electromagnetic radiation. Every, that's what everything's made of. It's what we emit with our brains. We can measure it with scans. And so it's the same way our phones communicate through electromagnetic magnetic radiation. It's the same system. It's just biological versus technological. And so if you you need to be able to close down to influences or sources of information that are not relevant to you. So selective ignorance in a way. And then yeah. be open to what God wants wants you to receive from him and that requires you to go inside you because god is not some outside place or up, up up in the sky but it's inside you and so there's a way to access that but also a way with four four components to it to recognize even with your thinking mind when you're receiving that information so it's not about yeah. guesswork right you know and where it's coming from you know what is being said and you know how to put it into action. And and what I would say, you know, I, I love that answer. And Ty and Wanda also have chimed in here. And, you know, when it, I would say when you feel it in your full being, right? When you, when it's a full body, yes, that's when you know to keep going. That is like, a full uh, just knowing in your whole being. Um, and sometimes the, the thing to do is to be in that knowing, right? It doesn't, that, that's the action, you know? I, I just want to put that into the space because a lot of times people think mm. that action has to be that you're physically doing something with your body. And sometimes the action is the stillness, you know, and um, and knowing uh, when to be still. What did she say? Wanda says, that's why when God is speaking to you, you have to remain silent because people will take you away from your blessings and try to change your mind. That's right. You know, and, and that's mm. understanding that stillness yeah. is an action. That is something that that's really important to to mention here so yeah 100 percent. that's what i was talking about yeah. the internal work mm. that's what that's where we when we can achieve that stillness in our daily active life a lot of magic can happen yeah yeah like so for example even though james is moving right he was like moving past a tree you know, there's there's a stillness <laughs> in being being with nature, right? And so um, that's that's why when I do my workshops and retreats, it's very important that we are in places where we can elementally connect, so we can be the reflection of nature. So thank you for joining us today, James. I'm so excited about what we're creating in Wales in May. And we will have an upcoming announcement for that quite soon. So um, for those of you who were here live, thank you for joining us. Uh, for those of you who are watching later or listening later, um, 
share this with another heart, share this with another soul. And until next week, be free. So are you free? Do you own your part in that? Rather than lingering in shame, guilt, and despair, let's see where you can create more freedom, more joy, and replenish from within. Visit me at CordeliaGafar.com and sign up for the five ways to only create joy. Until next week, be free.